0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MindBreeze Podcast, Episode 3, Illuminating Information. We have a very special guest on this week's episode that we're excited to introduce. We have um, Kirk Bornhan. So, Kirk, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yes, uh, thank you. I'm a data scientist uh, currently. Uh, My background is astrophysics, if people look me up. I spent many years working in the space agency. All my years there, uh, I was doing data by day, data by night. What I mean by that, I was doing you know astronomical research with data, but I was also managing data systems, and uh, my whole life was focused around data. So I really moved into looking at the power of data beyond the sciences into uh, disciplines, not, you know, that I was never trained in, you know, like marketing and healthcare and finance and cybersecurity, and so I, I moved pretty much into data science exclusively now, focusing on things like the applications of data science and the machine learning, the AI automation and things like that. So I spend a lot of time uh, sharing on social media, uh, giving uh, lectures, public talks, uh, writing a lot of content. Uh, so I just like sharing the love around data and data science and AI and, and all things related to that.
0: Thank you very much, Kirk. It's definitely great for our audience to get to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to jump in right to the first question here. So. We hear a lot these days about ChatGBT as a revolutionary type of generative AI. So can you please explain those in terms that illustrate their benefits for organizations that are maybe not yet totally AI savvy?
1: Right. Uh, so AI in itself, uh, we've heard a lot about. Uh, so it's really the application of the, of the things we're uh, learning from our data. So, for example, a self-driving car uses an AI so it has cameras that can recognize uh, things that are happening around the car. For example, a child walks in front of the car. The car needs to stop. Uh, if, it, if the traffic uh, speed uh, limit changes, then it has to recognize that and adjust the speed of the car. So so it's, it's implementing uh, pattern recognition, pattern detection, you know, sort of those types of things. So AI is all about discovering of those insights and then, uh, taking some action as a consequence. So generative AI, it's a little step beyond that. that. That is, it creates new content using AI. So it creates new original content. So it might be uh, looking at a, a series of uh, articles, for example, and then creating a new article about that particular topic. Or watching a series of movies. Uh, the AI can watch, some, say, some YouTubes, and actually create a new movie or a new YouTube on that particular topic. Or even take someone's uh, uh, existing like, uh, presentation, for example, of someone talking and presenting. It can create, which we, but maybe we would call fake news, where the person's mouth and face and, fa- and facial features and and everything looks like they're saying certain words that they're not actually saying. That uh, that the generative AI is generating an image of this person saying the things that maybe they are, they never ever said. So it has its both positive and negative aspects. But from the business world's perspective, it's really about generating content uh, from existing uh, materials. Okay, so content could be text, it could be video. Okay? And so that can be applied in marketing. It can be applied to internal uses uh, within the organization, external facing uses. Uh, For example, specific things like targeted marketing campaigns to specific customers who have specific interests. So it can create content that's very targeted to that specific uh, customer. Uh, In the case of education, it can be used to create uh, learning plans and tutorials on specific topics. So that certainly applies uh, to businesses everywhere who want to train people and new and new technologies or new skills or new or new things. Uh, you can ask this generative AI, which is uh to create this type of product. Okay, so Chat GPT is a specific implementation that focuses primarily on text and language. Okay, so the, the name gives uh first part of the name chat gives it away, right? So it's about uh, what they call large language models. And what does that mean? Well it looks at a a corpora a collection of massive quantities of text you know millions if not billions of articles and the current versions can, can you know read pretty much everything on the internet and then you can generate basically a report a tutorial a lesson plan uh, any kind of content specifically around what that uh, particular algorithm has read and and produce some output and so the output might be a paragraph it might be a, a blog article it might be a, a social post of you know of 240 characters, it might be an entire book. I mean, sort of the level at which the output is produced depends upon the request of the user. So it's highly flexible, very scalable. Uh, It's taking the world by storm. Everyone's talking about it in the AI world. And it's uh, a specific example of generative AI focused specifically on text. And by text, I mean not just written text, but audio text, verbal text, uh, this kind of thing. Uh, so generative AI goes beyond that to being applied to things like video and images, and other types of data. And ChatGPT is just one specific application in the in the text and language domain. Uh, so one thing it can do for you, for example, is if you're watching something in a foreign language, you can have it translated to, into the language of your choice. And so that that's sort of an automatic feature that comes with it because it, it has language. The language model understands. Uh, how to translate between languages and so there's so many applications within business i mean you imagine having a conversation with with a client who speaks a different language from you and that that uh, language that communication uh even the marketing campaign can be, can be targeted uh, to that specific language to that specific culture to that specific individual or business so the power of it for business uh seems to be unlimited but like all things technology these days, we have to be careful because there are risks involved because they can produce what they call fake news, that is it can produce fake content, uh, which is fine if you're, if you're make- making a new movie or creating a piece of art, obviously it's gonna be original. So, but you don't wanna create uh, original knowledge, you wanna be based upon real base, uh, true knowledge. So some of the uh, fault cases that people have discovered with ChatGPT, uh, is it gives uh, incorrect answers to some questions. So we do have to be careful And and as always, we need what I would call uh, the HITL, the human in the loop. HITL, I like to call it, have the hitle with your AI, the, the human in the loop, that is someone validating that their responses make sense, uh, that they're reasonable uh, and, and ethical as well, that there's no bias or in, uh, inappropriate stuff that's going on there. And so we have to keep an eye on the risk as well as the benefits, but the benefits are enormous, which is why it's getting so much attention now.
0: Mm-hmm. So how can that, you know, generative AI be used to generate AI products from um, the rich information assets across different enterprises?
1: Oh, that is that's a, f- a fabulous question there. And it really ties right into what MindBreeze is doing. I've, I've been reading about MindBreeze for quite some time now, and I really like this concept of the insight engine that uh, MindBreeze uh, has as part of its services and products. And so what uh, what an insight uh, can Uh, can be discovered across rich information assets. What does that mean? Well, let's say you have, uh, for example, all kinds of market reports uh, from, uh, for example, different business reports from your competitors. What what can you extract from those business reports that that tell you maybe what the trends are in in your uh, domain? Uh, What are the the new innovations in your domain? So what kind of things are are people planning? For example, you, you can read news reports and things. And so you can extract information and create a report from that. You can create some kind of a product that your people can use. Okay, so those information assets can be again; they can be text messages, they can be emails, they can be reports, uh, they can be news articles, they can be press releases. You know, they can even be uh, marketing materials, of both your own and, and others. Uh, certainly within your own organization, uh, this is a form of knowledge management. Uh, so, so information within your organization about your organization, about the people, about the projects, about the business units, what they're doing, what they've accomplished, uh, what projects they are working on, what kind of plans they have. You can extract information from those repositories, that's one thing, you can get those insights, but then to to turn those insights and that information into a report or a consumable document or a consumable video or a, a consumable tutorial from all those information assets uh makes it all the much more valuable to an organization because the ai can go and, and basically scan the information repository information assets across the enterprise collect the information and then distill it into the the uh, the short form version uh that uh, maybe an executive or or a, or a Team meeting, uh, might be able to consume. Now, obviously, people are not going to consume thousands of documents in the team meeting, and the executives don't have time for that either. So, getting getting this insight discovery uh, across, you know, from information assets and enterprise, which Mindbreeze, MindBreeze is really great at, and taking this generative AI to, to now produce a you know incredible AI uh, product from those uh, information assets. Uh, that's. Uh, that's like the best game in town now for basically illuminating your your enterprise and, and all the different people in the enterprise because not everyone can know what everyone else is doing uh, but this can produce you know even for a, an internal or an external e-face and newsletter uh, content can be generated relatively straightforwardly in this way
0: Yep, exactly that's it's definitely what we like to preach over here at Mindbreeze so um that brings me just to my last question here so what is um multi Model AI and where does that fit into an enterprise information ecosystem?
1: Well, first, I'll correct you, but that's okay. Multimodal AI. No. <laughs> so that's okay. I apologize. What, what, what we mean, no worries, it's, it's an easy uh, misreading. Uh, multimodal also makes sense in a, in a different context. But what, what multimodal data means, first of all, uh, is different types of data. For example, images, video, text, audio time series, sensor data, streaming data, all kinds of different data uh, is what we call multimodal data. So a multimodal AI is an AI or an application of of machine learning and data science to a diverse stream of data. So back in the day when I worked at the space agency, NASA, we we had this concept called data fusion. So data fusion would would basically take data from many different sources. uh, For example, satellite images or aerial photography or even local uh, measurements in the environment, for example, rainfall or soil moisture or cloud cover. So, taking all these different types of data, they, they can be time series, they can be images, they can be documents, they can be Excel spreadsheets for that matter. It can be just about anything. So that's multimodal data, and, and what multimodal AI does is, is in, do, does, does that insight discovery and you know pattern detection, pattern recognition, uh, and, and, and actionable insight discovery from all these different kinds of data sources. So that's multimodal AI. Now that's slightly different from generative AI in the sense that generative AI might focus on only one type, one mode of data, for example, text. And generative AI is also creating something new, some new content. But traditional AI is not about creating new content, it's about creating an action and a decision from existing content. Just like the self-driving car, right? It's it's, it's going to try to identify what's happening Around and in front of the car as it's driving through the environment. Okay, so it's not creating a new person, it's a detecting persons in front of the car. It's not creating a new road, it's, it's seeing how this road uh, changes, goes up, go down, turn left, turn right, uh, stop sign, speed limits, things of this sort. Okay, so, so multiple AI could take advantage of that. And this is, and actually, this is what a self driving car does because it's not just cameras, it also has radar, okay, and LIDAR. So, LIDAR is basically la- uh, laser. Uh, ranging to see how close how close is this car in front of me, how close is this person in front of me. And and radar basically identifying all the things that are around you and then sort of se- setting up a en- contextual environment in which the car moves safely. So I like to say not just self-driving cars, but self-driving businesses. So a self-driving enterprise is one that takes all these different sources of information and data streaming, uh, even static data from, from different sources, and brings all those different contextual data sources Into an uh, into the enterprise that enables the enterprise uh, to act and react and proactively behave uh, and and you know the best possible way in in the current market conditions we live in and the current uh, employee situations we live in you know there's there's so much discussion you know after the pandemic of people you know working from home and should they work from home and all kinds of things happening Uh, so, so getting contextual data from many different data sources is basically Uh, a multimodal data application and the multimodal AI is that uh, AI actual insight discovery and action activity that comes from those multiple data sources.
0: Very, very insightful stuff. I mean, thank you very much, Kirk. We really loved having you on the insights you shared, even the pronunciation tips for me were great. Um, So we really look forward to talking to you soon and are excited to share this episode with our audience. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks
1: very much, it was a great time.